Greetings ladies and gentlemen. Today I'm happy to say that we continue our beloved biblical Bible book tour. God's gospel train is now at hand. Wheels rumbling through the land. The fair is free and all may go. We board now with Jesus for Ezra's show. So Ezra's book begins and God's people are set free to return to their long lost land and start a temple building spree. With spirit stirred, King Cyrus happily lends a hand returning precious and prized vessels of holy contraband. Thus God's people move out and the line is long as you can see. With God they walk faithfully forward, waving goodbye to captivity. Small in number, yet big in belief, the people arrive at the ruined temple of their commander-in-chief. Desolate for decades and ground untilled, the people now as one God's altar rebuild. From morning to evening, willing and free, Burnt offerings are offered to God Almighty. The Feast of the Tabernacles next did follow, reminding fickle hearts not to have devotion hollow. So God's people worship him, true and pure. But soon remember, God's temple doesn't have any floor. But before building up, they dig down deep below, a firm foundation found to withstand any deceptive blow. Connected to a cornerstone, the floor of the temple stood solid and bold. The young men cried with joy, while there was only weeping from the old. Living in the past, these old men struggled to move on, wailing about what's lost, the splendour of Solomon. Next the locals of the land aren't impressed with God's loyal people who seem to be blessed. Like greedy vultures they begin to assemble, their beady eyes upon the temple. Desiring a dose of this divine dwelling, the locals come close, the truth they're not telling. God's people respond with a clear cold shoulder, knowing there's no need to be a fool twice over. With flattery failing, the devious locals next look to derailing. Gossip and murmur, they paid to see, if the effect would halt this holy building spree. This took its toll, of that it's clear, weakened hands begin to appear. Flaming darts the loveless locals continue to throw. Their next spiteful step? A complaining memo. In a letter to the king, true's colours can be noted. The locals hate God's people who seem to be so devoted. They point to the Hebrews' past defiance as reason to halt this holy reliance. The king is worried. He don't want no trouble. Tell the building to stop. Burst in the bubble. With tools laid down, the loathsome locals finally smile. Any sign of temple building, we become hostile. From working hard to hardly working, it seems that despair and discouragement are sadly lurking. The shameful locals were in command, but thankfully not in control. For God sends his faithful prophets in for a little stroll. Stirred up and strengthened, the people return to their call their desire again to build God's wall. The blind locals can't believe what they see, the prophets of God getting their hands dirty. The walls going up, people and prophets working together. Right about now you could knock the bitter locals down with a feather. Grievance and gripe, grumble and guff, the lousy locals complaining a letter again about this God-serving stuff. King Darius, we write and say to you, about this God-following business, what will you do? So into the house of books the king diligently looks and says, don't worry, I'm going to search today. 
the House of Building Archives with no delay. Quickly the results come in. God's people have written permit to build his temple, their lives recommit. Moreover, I, King, make further decree. I've counted the cost and covered it all with glee. Wheat and wine, salt and oil, send God's people without further turmoil. So his people continue to rebuild the wall, while God's overlooking them, masterminding it all. Not by might nor power, but my spirit, says the Lord. Trust and obedience I will reward. The temple soon rebuilt and dedicated, and the people of prophets worship is next demonstrated. Passover follows and the people unite, trusting in the Lord God with all of their might. Finally, Ezra enters, his heart's inclined to seek the Lord with all of his mind. Back to the temple, treasures taken, he's loving the Lord, there's no mistaking. Yet in allurement and attraction, trouble has been brewing. Nations of the land, God's people are a wooing. Their mistake moves in, becomes their wife, the result of which robbed their spiritual life. God's people have been punished for less in the past. Ezra can't believe it, he's really flabbergasted. Distressed and grief, it's beyond belief. Tearing clothes, plucking out hair, mind bewildered, sits and stares. And with the weight of this sticky situation, God-fearing Ezra kneels in holy communication. He pleads in prayer to God on high to forgive the sins that multiply. He points to his people whose guilt is true about the corrupt coupling, a spiritual taboo. The penny drops and the people lament about the many strange wives they did frequent. No half measures to be done this day. No happy ending for us to parlay. So in haste, hollow wives are sent away with the false gods they follow which led astray. Ezra ends on this unfinished note. The next time we meet like this, the book of Nehemiah we quote. But until then, Ezra enters showing Jesus the way. Come close, he invites with no delay. His enthusiasm is ageless, lifting God up for all to see. Knowing that it's only Jesus who sets the guilty sinner free. Back to his story, what did it say? Strange wives and strange gods led astray. Cool-hearted friends, hot-headed enemies, God's people strain from him, many holy felonies. Discouragement and frustrations, drama and desire, tabernacle and temple rebuilt, Ezra's an art live wire. Stirring the heart and strengthening the hand, living faithfully for the Lord in a weary, weary land. But God was a shade by day, a defence by night. No fears alarm, no foes affright. A rock divine, a refuge dear. A shelter in the time of storm, a helper ever, ever near. Yes, he's a God within reach of all. And Ezra tells us one last thing. King Jesus rides on right now and no man can hinder him. So today... God's gospel train is still at hand. Jesus, our conductor and comforter, escort and example, saviour and friend, beckons the worst of us on board to experience his forgiveness and fullness. Without money, without price, come as you are. The fare is free, paid by Jesus on Mount Calvary. So now's the time to board with Jesus. The question is, what will you do? The answer, well, I guess... I'll leave that up to you.